Not everything in life is what it seems, because even salt looks like sugar. from the dark side of the pomegranate, I am your host, Billy Hoosh. Welcome to Even Salt Looks Like Sugar, a podcast that explores true crime, paranormal activity, and unsolved mysteries. This series discusses difficult and distressing subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 5 Police Brutality and Black Culture Hello, I'm Sarah Afshar. A wise woman once said, Prejudice is a burden that confuses the past, threatens the future, and renders the present inaccessible. Her name was Maya Angelou, world-renowned poet, content producer, singer, and activist. Angelou is also one of the most prominent, eminent, and distinguished figures in popular culture. She is also African-American. As an Iranian-American woman living in America, I'm both saddened and disappointed Although I believe it is essential to use our voices to and for a higher purpose, it is also important to never lose control of who you are and to never forget what you stand for. As horrible as police brutality is, it exists all around the world. However, not all police are bad, and although police on a power trip exist, it is also vital to address corruption as no human rights should be subverted or undermined. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Be the force behind your message. Be the face behind your voice. And be the voice for the voiceless. And remember, not everything in life is what it seems, because even salt looks like sugar. Police enforce the laws by protecting citizens from crimes against humanity. However, what happens when the men in blue who took the oath to protect us become the enemy? Racial intolerance has existed for centuries among society. Not only have whites discriminated against blacks, but blacks have discriminated against blacks as well. When a person is devalued and treated differently for possessing a different skin color and ethnic origin, we must question why. Join me today as I explore police brutality against black culture and dive deep into cop corruption against African Americans. The police the same way. They put their club upside your head and then turn around and accuse you of attacking them. Every case of police brutality against a Negro follows the same pattern. They attack you, bust you all upside your mouth, and then take you to court and charge you with assault. What kind of democracy is that? What kind of uh, freedom is that? What kind of social or political system is it when a black man has no voice in court, has no nothing on his side other than what the white man chooses to give him? My brothers and sisters, we have to put a stop to this. And it will never be stopped 
until we stop it ourselves. They attack the victim. And then the criminal who attacked the victim accuses the victim of attacking him. This is American justice. This is American democracy. And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Now, if I'm wrong, put me in jail. But if you can't prove that a democracy is not hypocrisy, then don't put your hands on me. African Americans make up over 12% of the population in the United States alone. In fact, there are over 42 million blacks living in the United States today. On May 25th, 2020, 46-year-old George Floyd from Minneapolis, Minnesota, died after police officer Derek Chauvin used significant body force by kneeling on Floyd's neck for over eight minutes. Floyd relentlessly begged for his life after being restrained by Chauvin, mentioning he couldn't breathe. Onlookers begged Chauvin to stop. However, they were ignored by the cop. Here is the audio recording of George Floyd's final minutes of his life. Please, please, can't breathe. Please, man. Please, man. Well, you got him down, man. Let him breathe, at least, man. My stomach hurts. My neck hurts. Everything hurts. Ah, it's water or something. Please. Please. Uh, I can't breathe all the time. They're going to kill me. They're going to kill me, man. Uh, uh, Bro, with your feet on his neck, man, you get off the ground. His man. nose is bleeding. Like, yeah, come that's, on now. That's wrong right there with his feet on uh, his neck. Look at his man. nose. You can see your knee on his neck. Yeah, he got your feet right on his neck. Yeah, he's not breathing the red. I cannot breathe. You're just a grown guy. You're, oh, you're a tough guy. You're a tough guy, huh? I say you're a tough guy. He's not even resisting the rest, bro. His whole nose is going to fall with him. Bro, look at him. He's not responsive right now, bro. Check real pulse. Bro, are you serious? You're going to just let him keep with that on his neck, bro? Let me see a pulse. Is he breathing right now? Check his pulse. Check his pulse. Check his pulse, Tao. Tao, check his pulse. Tao, check his pulse, bro. Bro, check his pulse, bro. You bogus, bro. You bogus. Don't do drugs, bro. What is that? What do you think that is? You so you call what he doing okay? Get back on call what he doing okay. Get off of his neck. Yes, look at that, bro. Are you serious? Bro, are you serious? And you gonna keep your, you gonna keep, you gonna keep your, your thing on your neck? Man, bro. I'm the first person to The fact that you guys aren't checking his pulse and doing compressions if he needs that, you guys are on another level. Oh my God, bro. Okay. They just dragging him like, come on now. What has followed as the result of Floyd's death have been major protests in over 70 cities, riots on the streets, looting of many businesses, and even death. Although protesting is important, are the riots and looting justified? And if so, is promoting gun violence the way to make a change? According to the victim, no. Here is a strong message from George Floyd, the victim of police brutality, weeks before he was murdered. I want to speak to y'all real quick. I just want to say, man, that I got my shortcomings and my flaws, and I ain't better than nobody else. But, uh, man, the shootings that's going on, man, I don't care. What hood you from, man? Where you at, man? I love you, and God love you, man. Put them guns down, man. That ain't what it is, you know? Go up this, man, and y'all hold y'all head up, man. You got parents out here sending plates, man, trying to bury their kids, man. Think about it, man. Love y'all. Derek Chauvin, the cop who knelt 
on Floyd's neck received a second-degree murder charge, a second-degree manslaughter charge, and a third-degree murder charge. The three other police officers were charged with second-degree murder and with aiding and abetting. Does the punishment fit the crime? Martin Luther King Jr. once quoted, A riot is the language of the unheard. On March 3, 1991, 25-year-old construction worker Rodney King was physically assaulted by the Los Angeles Police Department. George Holliday, a man who voluntarily filmed the corruption in action, sent the footage to the local news station. The station, KTLA, proceeded to cover the story in its entirety and air the raw footage to the public. The footage revealed officers striking King almost 60 times with batons and tasering him with a stun gun that contained 50,000 volts. Almost a year later, in April and in May of 1992, the City of Angels began to riot in response to the beating of King. They also reacted to the death of Letitia Harlins, a 15-year-old African-American who was fatally shot in mid-March of 1991 by a Korean woman named Soon Ja Du who did little to no jail time for her crime. The Los Angeles riots resulted in over 12,000 arrests, over 2,000 injuries, and over 60 deaths. The officers who were originally acquitted for the beating of King were later charged. King became an activist and published a book about his experience. Sadly, he passed away in 2012 of accidental drowning. And when we talk about marching by the thousands, we always prepare ourselves for the follow-up. If it is necessary, we are willing and must be willing to go to jail by the thousands in Alabama. Police brutality against the black community has existed for centuries and even amongst those children of color who were wrongfully accused. On March 24, 1944, police discovered the bodies of 11-year-old Betty Binnaker and 7-year-old Mary Thames of Alkaloo, South Carolina. Police immediately arrested 14-year-old George Stinney for the crime. With no evidence nor transcript, the police assume they have the perpetrator. A jury convicted Stinney of first-degree murder. He was then sentenced to death by electrocution. George Stinney died on June 16, 1944. George Stinney was black. On November 25, 1992, 35-year-old Malice Green of Detroit, Michigan was beat to death by Officer Larry Nevers with a flashlight after Officer Walter Budson asked Green for his driver's license. Green was reluctant to give his identification to the authorities, but did not resist arrest and was completely unarmed. Green died shortly after. On August 23, 
1993, Nevers and Budzin were found guilty of second-degree murder. They have since both been released. Nevers published a book in 2007 and as of 2013 has been deceased. Sometimes people are in the wrong place at the wrong time. On August 9, 1997, Abner Luima was involved in a public dispute over a woman at a club in the East Flatbush area of Brooklyn. A huge fight broke out which involved several police officers, including Justin Volpe, the man who alleged Luima assaulted him. This claim, however, was a lie as Volpe later on admitted. Shortly after, Luima endured some of the worst torture one can ever be inflicted upon. He was not only beat severely by Volpe, but three other officers, including Thomas Bruder, Charles Schwartz, and Thomas Wise. Later, Luima was strip-searched before being sexually assaulted by Volpe, where the corrupt cop used a broken broomstick. Additionally, Volpe both kicked and squeezed Luima's testicles. The cops later lied about his injuries, blaming them on homosexual activities. Luima suffered serious health issues and had to undergo a series of three surgeries to correct the trauma. On July 30th, 2001, Abner Luima collected 5.8 million, which was originally 8.75 before legal fees, against the city of New York. Although some of the cops here served time and were charged for their part, the main perpetrator, Justin Volpe, is currently serving 30 years. He is scheduled to be released in early January of 2025. On February 4th, 1999, 23-year-old Amadio Diallo was shot by four officers of the New York Police Department in the Bronx area of the city that never sleeps. Richard Murphy, Kenneth Boss, Sean Carroll, and Edward McMillan mistakenly identified Diallo as a rape suspect. They fired over 40 shots, with almost 20 of them striking Diallo. Shortly after, Diallo died from his injuries. None of the officers have been charged for his death. And as of 2015, Boss was promoted to sergeant of the police department. In order for you and me to devise some kind of method or strategy to offset some of the events or a repetition of the events that have taken place here in Los Angeles recently, we have to go to the root. We have to go to the cause. Dealing with the condition itself is not enough. And it is because of our effort toward getting straight to the root that people oftentimes think we are dealing in hate. We are oppressed. We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against the common enemy. Who taught you to hate the texture of your hair? Who taught you to hate the color of your skin to such extent that you bleach to get like the white man? Who taught you to hate the shape of your nose and the shape of your lips? Who taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the soles of your feet? Who taught you to hate your own kind? Who taught you to hate the race that you belong to? So much so that you don't want to be around each other. No, before you come asking Mr. Muhammad, does he teach hate? 
you should ask yourself who taught you to hate being what God gave you. Malcolm X once said, you're not to be so blind with patriotism that you can't face reality. Wrong is wrong, no matter who does it or says it. On July 17, 2014, NYPD officers Daniel Pantaleo and Justin Damico responded to a call from an unidentified man who claimed 27-year-old Eric Garner was selling single cigarettes. When Garner defended himself against the allegations, both Pantaleo and Damico attempted to arrest him. Pantaleo proceeded to choke out Garner by placing his arms around his neck and taking him to the ground. As Garner begged for his life, murmuring the words, I can't breathe, over 10 times, he stopped breathing. Garner died shortly after. Here is an audio recording of Garner's final moments. Don't worry, because he was just sitting here. I just I came in. Sitting here. Mind my business. The fight breaker, I stopped yes. him so you can put it up on me. That's all right. The I'm people that's fighting is going walk away? Are you serious? I don't do nothing. Let go. Then before, before I'm going to put my ID on me. Take you left for what? I didn't sell anything. I did nothing. We sitting here the whole time. I'm not business. We told you. Who got you to do what? Who got sell cigarettes to? To who? Easy way or hard way for what? Every time you see me, you want to mess with me. I'm tired of it. It's time today. This guy right here is forcibly trying to lock somebody up for breaking up a fight. Everybody standing here, they told me I didn't do nothing. I did not sell nothing. Because every time you see me, you want to harass me, you want to stop me, you want to sell a cigarette. I'm minding my business, officer. I'm minding my business. Please just leave me alone. I told you the last time, please just leave me alone. Don't touch me, please. Don't touch me. Put your hand behind your back. I can't breathe. 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 Once again, police beating up on people. Back up right here. Back up and get on that step. Okay. Back up. All he did was break up a fight. And this is what happens for breaking up a fight. This is crazy. Can't breathe. Look, now I mean, they gave this man a seizure. Yo, move out the way. Yo, it's my brother. We live here. Back up this way. Everybody now, back up. It's now gonna become a crisis. Back it up. Back it up. I'm going in my house. This way. Let's go. Can't go in my house. house or that way. All right, I call pick that a, way. Pick a choice. I'm getting my Let's bike. Go. You had your chance to get your bike, sir. Staying over there right now. We have a Daniel Pantaleo was never charged for this crime. However, as of August 19th, 2019, Pantaleo is no longer with the NYPD and has since been fired because of what he did to Garner over five years prior. George Floyd's death has been often compared to Garner's as both men were killed similarly by the police. On August 9th, 2014, 18-year-old Michael Brown from Ferguson, Missouri decided to enter a local market where he took some Swisher Sweet cigars. He was reported to the local authorities shortly after by a clerk 
for theft. In efforts to escape, Brown shoved one of the clerks before exiting the store. Officer Darren Wilson was only three minutes away, so he took the initiative of responding to the call. Having fled the scene, Wilson attempted to chase both Brown and his friend, 22-year-old Dorian Johnson. Shortly after, Brown was gunned down by Wilson, who fired over 10 shots at Brown. Sadly, Brown died from his injuries. In March 4th of 2015, the U.S. Department of Justice determined Darren Wilson killed Michael Brown in self-defense. The Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, made it known in her music that respect is not only achievable and believable, but a God-given right. In fact, she once said, We all require and want respect, man or woman, black or white. It's our basic human right. On July 10, 2015, 28-year-old Sandra Bland was pulled over for a traffic citation by Officer Brian Ensenia in Hempstead, Texas. When Bland attempted to question why she received a traffic citation, she was forcefully restrained by Ensenia. Bland was charged for assaulting a police officer. After relentlessly asking why she was being arrested, Ensenia demanded she obey as it was an order. Having refused to leave her vehicle, Ensenia continued to threaten her before pulling out his taser and threatening to tase her if she didn't obey to his orders. Here is an audio clip of her arrest. to Ensenia that she has trouble hearing and is epileptic. The officer proceeded to intimidate her more. Here is an audio recording of the arrest from Bland's cell phone, which wasn't made public until last year. Get out of the car now! Why am I being apprehended? You're trying to give me a ticket said, for your failure? Get out of the car. Why am I being apprehended? You just opened my car order. door. You just I'm opened my car door, you so you're going you threatening to drag me out of my own car. Get out of the car! And then you're going to stop me? I will light me? you up. Get out! Wow. Now! Wow. Get out of the car! Really for a failure to signal. You're doing all of this for Get a failure to signal. Get over there. Right, yeah. Yeah, let's take this to court. Let's do Go it. Ahead. For a failure to signal. Yep, for a failure to signal. Get off the phone. On my school. Get off the phone. I'm not on the phone. I have a right to Put record. This is my down. property. This Put is my property. Down. Sir? Put your phone down <gasps> right now. After spending just three days in jail, on July 13th, 2015, she was found dead. The cause of death was suicide. In January of 2016, Officer Brian Ensenia was indicted for perjury charges. Those charges were eventually dropped in June 2017 as part of a deal he would give up his badge and permanently hang up his uniform. On April 12, 2015, 25-year-old Baltimore resident Freddie Gray died after six police officers used unnecessary force during his arrest. He was charged with carrying a knife which merely fell out of his pocket after fleeing. Embrace yourself. Here is a recording shot by an unidentified woman of what happened next. 
Bray, his leg looks broke. Look at his leg. Look at his leg. That boy leg looks broke. His leg broke and y'all dragging him like that. According to eyewitnesses, Freddie Gray was beaten profusely for no reason. While in the police van, he was subjected to some of the worst torture and just 11 minutes passed before Gray fell into a coma shortly after being transported to the hospital just a half an hour later. While policeman Charles Goodson received a second-degree murder charge for Gray's death, the other cops involved, Garrett Miller, Edward Nero, William Miller, Alicia White, and Brian Rice, received an involuntary manslaughter charge, as well as a second-degree assault charge, manslaughter by vehicle, misconduct in office, and false imprisonment charges for this crime. All cases against the law enforcement involved were dropped, with the final charges being dismissed on July 27, 2016. And much like George Floyd, a series of riots in the Baltimore area followed. On November 6, 1951, 22-year-old Samuel Shepard from Lake County, Florida, was brutally murdered by Sheriff Willis McCall while being transported to a local prison. Shepard, along with three other men, including Ernest Thompson, Charles Greenlee, and Walter Irwin, were falsely accused of raping and assaulting a local married couple. Irwin suffered injuries as he was handcuffed to Shepard. Thomas sadly was killed over a year prior by another deputy. When Harry T. Moore, an African-American activist, spoke out against the injustice, he was murdered after a bomb exploded on Christmas night in 1951. His wife died a little over a week later. Charles Greenlee, who was only 16 years old, was able to get parole in 1962. He died in 2012. From 1876 until our day, the race problem in the United States of the Negro has been primarily a struggle to regain the right to vote in the midst of caste discrimination, changing slowly but definitely to a problem of the right to work and to be trained for work at all levels. William Du Bois was once quoted as saying the cost of liberty is less than the price of repression. On July 6, 2016, 32-year-old Philando Castile from Falcon Heights, Minnesota was driving with his then-girlfriend and her four-year-old daughter. At around 9 p.m., they were pulled over by Officer Geromino Yanez. When Yanez asked for information from Castile, Castile revealed he had a gun, but also added he had the license to carry it. Yanez proceeded to threaten Castile indirectly by warning him not to reach for his gun. Castile obeyed Yanez and insisted he wasn't reaching for his gun. After the exchange, Yanez proceeded to shoot Castile seven times at close range. Here is an audio recording of what happened that night. Well, sir. Good. Reason I put you over to your brake lights are out. So you only have one activated active brake light, and that's going to be your passenger side one, your third brake light, which is up here on top, and then this one back here is going to be out. You have your license insurance? I do have a 
Okay. Don't reach for it then. Don't pull it out. Don't Steele died 20 minutes later from his injuries. Despite the fact he wasn't resisting his arrest or attempting to step on the gas, why was his life cut short? After being released with paid administrative leave, Yanez was charged with second-degree manslaughter and only two counts of dangerous discharge of a firearm. Eventually, Yanez was acquitted of all his charges and never lost his badge. He is, however, no longer a police officer of St. Anthony. Police serve to stand for the people and by the people. However, that is not always the case, especially in this case. On the night of October 12, 2019, 28-year-old Tatiana Jefferson was gunned down by police officer Aaron Dean in Fort Worth, Texas. Shortly before she was shot by Dean, the authorities responded to a welfare call to Jefferson's residence. As Jefferson was playing video games with her 8-year-old nephew, Dean shot and killed Jefferson. Jefferson died from her injuries. On December 20th, 2019, Aaron Dean was charged by grand jury for the murder of a Tatiana Jefferson. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere are wise words spoken by Martin Luther King Jr. On February 23rd, 2020, 25-year-old Ahmad Arbery from the Satilia Shores of Brunswick, Georgia, went out for a jog on Holmes Road. During this time, he encountered Greg McMichael and his son Travis McMichael, who were locked and loaded, waiting for Arbery to approach them. William Bryan was slowly following Arbery, recording him as he ran through the neighborhood towards his demise, where he was shot to death by the McMichaels. On May 5, 2020, the video of the event went viral after being posted on a local radio show's official website. The video was originally shared by attorney Alan David Tucker. This prompted the governor to step in and the GBI to investigate. Two days after the video was published, the McMichaels were both arrested. Shortly after, the FBI stepped in. Both Travis and Greg McMichael were charged with felony murder 
and aggravated assault. And on May 21st, 2020, William Bryan was charged with attempted false imprisonment. Race riots broke out this summer. In Cleveland, firemen were driven off and rioters manned the hoses. Police action in Atlanta set off more rioting. Mayor Ivan Allen was dumped from a car top as he tried to restore order. On February 8th, 1968, 200 activists decided to exercise their First Amendment rights in Orangeburg, South Carolina by protesting against racial segregation after one of the business owners was unwilling to compromise with African minorities in the area. Sadly, their approach turned deadly. At around 10.30 p.m., the local patrol officers began shooting randomly at the crowd where they injured almost 30 people. Of those people, they shot and killed 18-year-old Samuel Hammond, 17-year-old Herman Middleton, and 19-year-old Delano Smith. I have a dream that one day on the Red Hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Some of the worst acts of human nature do not involve killing a human, but killing those precious, sentient beings that we love or very near and dear to our hearts. On June 30th, 2013, Leon Rosby was driving with his two-year-old Rottweiler, Max, when Hawthorne officers, Jeffrey Salmon, and Christopher Hoffman stopped him. With no serious motive, the officers attempted to arrest Rosby for merely filming them. During this time, Max, Rosby's beloved two-year-old dog, jumped out the vehicle. While Rosby was being handcuffed, Hoffman shot the Rottweiler several times, killing him instantly. To think that this dog loved his owner so much, he died for him. The question most people have is why would Hoffman shoot an innocent dog multiple times? On March 13th, 2020, 26-year-old Brianna Taylor from Louisville, Kentucky became a victim of one of the worst crimes in history. After achieving a search warrant, officers Johnson Mattingly, Brett Hawkinson, and Miles Koskarov forced entry into the apartment where they gunned down Taylor and shot her eight times. Taylor died immediately. What adds more fire to this tragedy is the fact no drugs were ever found in the apartment. All officers involved in her death were placed on administrative leave, which was eventually reinstated. As of May 21st, 2020, Louisville's brand of the FBI reopened the investigation. Shortly after, the police chief was fired after Yaya's BBQ shack owner, David McAtee, was fatally shot by multiple agents for no reason. On May 27, 2020, 
38-year-old trans man Tony McDade from Tallahassee, Florida, went on Facebook Live to reveal he was jumped by a group of men who vowed revenge. Here is the audio recording. Take, take this bandage off my arm here. So I can let the world view what I had to go through today. Right. I see that. That came from the sidewalk when I was being jumped by five pussy niggas. McDade was shot to death by an unidentified police officer. The sad part about his death is the officer who shot and killed McDade is protected under Florida law, so his identity hasn't been revealed to the public, at least yet. On May 6, 2020, 21-year-old Sean Reed from Indianapolis, Indiana, decided to drive down the highway. When the local police attempted to stop him, Reed led them on a high-speed chase. Reed live-streamed a majority of what happened on Facebook. As Reed attempted to flee the scene, he was gunned down and killed by the police. During the live-stream, you can actually hear the cops tasing Reed before shooting him several times. What I found most shocking, and even a bit disturbing, was how the police were mocking Reed's death. Here is an audio segment of the incident. Until we meet again, this is your host, Billy Hoosh, signing off. Thank you for listening. Remember, not everything in life is what it seems, because even salt looks like sugar. If you are enjoying tonight's episode of Even Salt Looks Like Sugar, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, and wherever you find fine podcasts. Also visit our official website, evensaltlookslikesugar.com. There ain't no way can hold my body down There ain't no grave
can hold my body down ooh, ooh. When I hear that trumpet sound ooh, I'm gonna rise right out of the ground Ain't no grave can hold my body down Look way down the river What do you think I see? I see a band of angels in the Coming after me, ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Well, look down, young John Gabriel. Put your feet on the land and see. But Gabriel, don't you blow your trumpet? Tell you here for me, ain't no grave can hold my. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. Oh, no, 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 you're getting old. 